you're listening to a podcast from Canadian Serbian Sun magazine, a program about Serbia, Serbs, and Serbian culture, which is intended for people around the world. In our program, a Sun collaborator will talk about Serbian traditions, culture, and famous Serbs. My name is Kristina Bjelic. For this episode, the topic is Serbia in ancient Roman times. At the end of this episode, we'll hear from Sasha Vijan, our honorary Serb, who we also know by his nickname, Sali Dugokosi, a Canadian from Montreal who's been married to a Serbian woman for 20 years. Let's hear why Salah says, all Serbian roads lead to Rome. Serbia's history doesn't begin with the arrival of the Slavs in the Balkans, but includes the many different empires and groups that inhabited its plains, hills, and valleys from before antiquity. All peoples and all cultures have left not only their mark, but they've also directly influenced the next sovereign of those areas. This can be seen especially clearly in how, in the ancient period, various Indo-European peoples inhabited today's Serbia and ceded to each other not only the land, but also a part of their culture. Illyrians, Thracians, Dacians, Celts, Romans, nomadic tribes of Sarmatians. In the second half of the 20th century, serious archaeological excavations began on the sites where the Roman Empire built its fortifications at the beginning of the Common Era. Today, we will talk about that period and about the most important monuments of Roman history and culture that have been found on the territory of today's Serbia. The spread of the Romans on the Balkan Peninsula lasted from the end of the 3rd century BCE to the 6th century CE. During the three Illyrian Roman Wars and the three Macedonian Roman Wars, the Romans conquered the Illyrians and the ancient Macedonians, after which their penetration towards the Pannonian Plain began. At the beginning of the Common Era, the entire Balkans came under Roman rule. Two Roman legions were permanently stationed in Singidunum, today's Belgrade, and Viminatium, which is near today's Kostolac on the banks of the Danube, only 40 kilometers away from today's border with Romania. The cities were connected by a system of roads during the reign of Emperor Trajan at the beginning of the 2nd century CE, when the Roman Empire was at its peak. The incursions of barbarian tribes from Central Europe forced the Romans to build castrums, military fortifications with towers along the right bank of the Danube, where a fortified border was formed. In the time of Diocletian, Sirmium, today Sremska Mitrovica, became one of the four capitals of the Roman state. In the year 378 CE, after one of the many attacks on the border, the Goths managed to penetrate through it. After that began the permanent settlement of barbarians on the soil of the Roman Empire. By the year 395, the Roman Empire was divided into two parts, with most of the territory of today's Serbia becoming part of the Eastern Roman Empire, Byzantium, while smaller parts of today's Vojvodina and Central Serbia belong to the Western Empire. There are many Roman cities and archaeological sites on the territory of what is today Serbia, and now we will talk about the most famous localities. Sirmium, Sremska Mitrovica, Singidunum, Belgrade, Viminatium, Kostolac, Kladovo Fortress, Fetislam, and Trajan's Road and Bridge, and Felix Rumuliana or Gamzigrad near Zayachar, on the UNESCO World Heritage List since 2007. The history of the mighty Roman Empire has been written for centuries on the territory of today's Serbia. Today's traveler can learn a lot about the history by visiting some of the most significant and best preserved monuments of that time. Let's go on a little tour now. Subscribe for print or digital editions of Sun Magazine.
With your subscription, you will help promote Serbian ethnic identity, culture, and traditions, as well as help develop new podcast content for our Canadian public and other listeners worldwide. Sirmium, which was located in the area of today's Sremska Mitrovica, was one of the most important ancient settlements on Serbian territory during the Roman Empire. Nine Roman emperors were born there, and eight others resided there during their reigns. It is first mentioned in the 4th century BCE, at a time when it was inhabited by Illyrians and Celts. In the 1st century BCE, it was conquered by the Romans who ruled the area until it was finally taken over by the Avars at the beginning of the 6th century, when the city was destroyed and burned and the population fled. It was one of the four Roman capitals, occasionally the imperial residence, the episcopal center, and a camp for the legionaries who defended the empire from barbarians. In the 4th century, it is mentioned in writings as the most beautiful and richest city in this part of Europe. In the 4th century, when Sirmium was at its most powerful, it had over 100,000 inhabitants, which is the equivalent in terms of status and importance of today's London. During the empire, it became the capital of the Roman province of Lower Pannonia. In the 4th century, it is mentioned as the most beautiful and richest city in Illyricum. The most famous historian of the 4th century, Ammianus Marcellinus, called Sirmium the famous and most populous mother of cities. The city was spacious, surrounded by ramparts and trenches within which the imperial palace was located. Remnants were found of hypodromes, luxury houses and villas decorated with frescoes and mosaics, public baths, necropolises, shopping and craft centers. In that city at the time, there was a perfect water supply system with a 10-meter-high aqueduct which supplied Sirmium with drinking water from Frushka Gora Springs. There was also a complete sewage system which was modeled after other big cities of that period, primarily Rome. The remains of the aqueduct were preserved until 1908 when the city magistrate made the decision to demolish it and to incorporate the material from these remains into the construction of a road. There was a mint that manufactured gold coins in Sirmium for a while. According to one calculation, more than 2,207 tons of gold were used in minting coins in Sirmium. Unfortunately, this information attracted the so-called wild diggers and traders on the black market, who in the last decades of the 20th century caused huge and irreversible cultural and material damage, not only to Sirmium, but also to the entire cultural heritage of Serbia. Sirmium had two bridges on the Sava River. On one of them, the then bishop and his deacon who preached Christianity were executed, as well as many other residents of Sirmium. From the beginning of the 4th century CE, the city was an important Christian center and eight early Christian temples have been discovered thus far on its site. In the Middle Ages when it was rebuilt, the city became known as the city of St. Demetrius, after whom today's Sremska Mitrovica was named. Today, only a part of these excavations can be seen because most of it is buried below the modern city of Sremska Mitrovica. However, even today, after so many centuries, it is possible within the archaeological excavation areas that are located between buildings to see the remains of a magnificent city from the Roman era and to at least partially experience its beauty and glory from that era. Some of the excavated monuments are also in the permanent archaeological exhibition in the Museum of Srem. Excavations of the Imperial Palace began in 1957. The remains of this palace were protected in 2008 by a so-called laminated wood structure. On an area of 2,500 square meters, there are 250 square meters of mosaic flooring on display. In many spots, the mosaics are three layers deep, which speaks to the renovations done in the imperial palace with the changing of rulers. In 2014, the conservation of a mosaic floor with the motif of the Roman god Mercury was completed. 
In the 1990s, a monumental sanctuary of Jupiter with over 80 altars was found during the construction of a unit of the city hospital. It is the second largest such monument found in Europe. In the early 1970s, a group of archaeologists and enthusiasts sponsored by the U.S. government offered the municipal authorities of Sremska Mitrovica to build a completely new and modern city in a different location. They offered this in order to obtain permission to excavate Sirmium in its entirety. The municipal administration did not accept the request at the time. In the summer of 1972, during excavations to build the foundations for a new department store, a worker who was working at a depth of about 2 meters accidentally pierced a buried leather purse with his axe, out of which fell exactly 33 gold Roman coins. These coins were probably part of the forgotten and hidden treasures of a rich Sirmium family. Four of the minted coins are considered to be the most representative and invaluable specimens of the late Roman era. It is not known whether the honest worker whose axe brought to light one of the greatest archaeological discoveries in our era was praised and rewarded. Your home sold at the price acceptable to you, guaranteed, or I pay the difference. Buyers, if you're not satisfied with your home purchase within 18 months, I'll sell it for free. No gimmicks or empty promises and with a guarantee certificate. For the exclusive seller's guarantee and buyer's protection programs, please visit www.thepopovicrealtyteam.com or simply call or text us. Call Veselko Popovich, sales representative for Century 21 Leading Edge Realty Incorporated at 416-892-4921 or send an email to veselko.popovich at bell.net. The area of Belgrade, the capital of today's Serbia, has been permanently inhabited since Paleolithic times. The remains of the Vinča culture are also located on that territory, at the confluence of the Sava and Danube rivers. Up until the Common Era, Thracian, Scythian, and Celtic tribes lived here. In the 1st century CE, the Celtic settlement was conquered by the Romans, who named it Singidunum. An ancient Roman city was established there, where they ruled until the 5th century, after which it was conquered alternately by Huns, Sarmatians, Eastern Goths, the Germanic tribe of Gepids, Byzantines, and Avars. Slavic tribes conquered it around the year 630, and 876 was the first time the city was mentioned under the Slavic name Belgrade. The story goes that the Slavs, coming down from the north and seeing the city, exclaimed, Yes, the white city! Belgrade got its name because of the white color of the stone from which it was built, and with the new name, it regained the strategic importance it had during its long history. Belgrade is one of the oldest cities in Europe, a city that was destroyed and rose from the ashes 38 times. Singidunum reached its peak with the arrival of the Roman legion recruited by the Roman Emperor Vespasian. A square fortification was built on a hill above the confluence of the largest river in the Balkans, the Sava, and the largest river in Europe, the Danube. At that time, and during later history, it was an important border at which various tribes, nomads, and other peoples tried to cross but failed to do so. The remains of the stone walls with which it was fortified can still be seen today. The legion also built a bridge over the Sava which connected Singidunum to Tarunum, today's Zemun. The city had an important strategic position as a defense against the constant attacks of the Dacians on the other side of the Danube. Over time, the city grew. It had a rectangular base and the streets intersected at right angles. Some of the foundations of Roman urban elements have been preserved to this day on some of the main streets within Belgrade. Today's Student Square was a Roman forum surrounded by thermal baths which were discovered only in the 1970s 
Remains of Roman culture have been found all over Belgrade and its surrounding areas. Tombs, monuments, sculptures, ceramics, coins. Many of these objects can be seen in permanent exhibition at the Belgrade National Museum. The power of the Roman Empire began to decline at the end of the 3rd century CE. Singidunum found itself on the border of a declining empire and was one of the last fortifications to resist barbarian attacks. In 395, the Roman Empire was divided into two parts, and Singidunum belonged to the Eastern Roman Empire, later known as Byzantium. The position of the city, as before, determined its destiny once again. Singidunum, today's Belgrade, remained not only a place where different cultural influences met and merged, but above all, it was the traffic route and strategic key of the Byzantine Empire. The Huns destroyed the city in 441 and sold the Roman population off into slavery. Over the next 200 years, the city changed hands several more times. Byzantines, Sarmatians, Ostrogoths, Gepids, again Ostrogoths, and finally, the Byzantine Empire regained the city in 510 CE. Emperor Justinian I restored Singidunum and returned the fortress to its former glory and importance. However, the peace did not last long, as the Avars destroyed the city after only 50 years, but Byzantium reconquered it eight years later. The Byzantines finally lost Singidunum in the first half of the 7th century when it was burnt again by the Avars. It was at this point that the Slavs settled in the area around the year 630 CE. Singidunum then ceased to exist, but traces of the former Roman city remain to this day. In October 2019, a documentary exhibition called New Splendor of Roman Monuments was opened in the Great Gunpowder Warehouse of the Belgrade Fortress, popularly called Barutana. This rare and very diverse collection, otherwise the oldest and vastest in Serbia, has been accumulated since the founding of the National Museum in 1844. Visitors can see displays of sarcophagi, tombstones, altars, inscriptions from buildings, decorative plaster work, just to name a few. Tourists in Belgrade don't miss a visit to the Kalamegdan Fortress, which is located in the very center of the city and testifies to the history of the city at the time when it was a Roman Singidunum. The tourist organization of Belgrade offers visitors interesting tours of the city, and one of the most interesting is Underground Belgrade. Going underground, you can see the Roman hall where the foundations of the tower are located, the main gates of the Roman fortress, and the pipes of the Roman aqueduct, like a time machine that transfers us from the modern capital of Serbia to the time when Singidunum was a Roman fortress. Viminacium is an archaeological site near Stari Kostolac, 12 kilometers from Požarevac. The Roman military camp and city was founded in the 1st century and lasted until the beginning of the 7th century CE. It was one of the most important legionary camps on the Danube, and for some time acted as the capital of the Roman province of Moesia Superior, which included most of Serbia, North Macedonia, and part of northwestern Bulgaria. During Hadrian's reign, the city had the status of a municipality and had great autonomy. But during the reign of Gordian III, it became a colony of Roman citizens and received the right to mint local money. It was the highest status a city could reach. In the 4th century, it was the seat of the Byzantine bishop and later it received the status of a metropolitan archbishopric. The Avars and Huns destroyed it under the leadership of Attila in 441, but after less than 100 years, it was rebuilt as a border military fortification. With the arrival of the Slavs in this area, the settlement of Branicevo was formed on the remains of Viminacium. The first scientific excavations of Viminacium began in 1882. Extensive excavations began in 1977 in the area of the necropolis due to the construction of a thermal power station and a surface mine. Extremely rich material was excavated, entire craft workshops with brick kilns were found, 
Thermal baths were excavated and massage rooms were located in them. They also found six swimming pools with painted walls, a heating system for steam baths, and lamps for night bathing. The mausoleum of Emperor Hostilian was also excavated, a tomb with frescoes that provided important information about the beginnings of Christianity in this area. In the tomb, they found coins, as well as jugs for oil, wine, and water. The fortification had four gates, but only one of them has been found, the northern gate. The outlines of settlements, streets, ramparts, squares, waterworks, and so on were still clearly visible in the 19th century. Today, only certain parts remain. Other exhibits are in the National Museum in Belgrade and in Pocharevets. The area of the Roman city of Imanasium continues to attract archaeologists and valuable artifacts are still being excavated. From 2012 until today, the following have been discovered. A 4,000-year-old figurine of a female deity, an altar dedicated to nymphs, marble statues, a gold necklace, a military camp, sarcophagi from the Roman era that were not looted previously, and many more things. The area around Kostolats, where Viminasium is located, is a tourist attraction. In just one day, visitors can visit not only the remains of the Roman city, but also visit the nearby Silver Lake, Srebrnoyezero, and go across the Deli Blato Sands, Deli Blatska which is also called the European Sahara. Roman Night is an annual event organized within the area of Viminasium. It is held every August with the goal being to popularize this ancient heritage on the territory of Serbia. Various programs and concerts are held at the site. But this event doesn't just stay in Viminasium, it visits all Roman cities throughout Serbia. Sirmium, Singidunum, Trajan's Road and Bridge, Felix Romuliana, Mediana and Justiniana Prima. These cities represent 600 kilometers of rich ancient heritage. Subscribe for print or digital editions of Sun Magazine. With your subscription, you will help promote Serbian ethnic identity, culture, and traditions, as well as help develop new podcast content for our Canadian public and other listeners worldwide. At the site of Djerdap, the largest gorge in Europe where the Danube River created a passage through the Carpathians, there was a well-fortified late Roman settlement with four equal circular, two-story towers at the corners, a rectangular one in the middle, and one gate. Around the fortress, there was a prehistoric water settlement and a late antiquity necropolis. Unfortunately, the site was flooded in 1972 during the construction of a large dam and hydroelectric power plant on the border between Serbia and Romania. But there are two extremely important epigraphic monuments in Latin, one of which is imperial, which have been excavated and preserved. Diocletian's plate from the end of the 3rd century is kept in the area of the hydroelectric power plant Gerdap I, where it was found. The other inscription, which testifies that a prominent citizen in Hadrian's time used his funds to restore a very damaged crypt, is exhibited in the Lapidarium of the Archaeological Museum of Gerdap in Kladovo. The area of Gerdap was difficult to pass, which forced the emperors Tiberius and later Trajan to build, with great effort, a road through the rocks of the Gerdap Gorge, which at the time was one of the most important architectural endeavors of Rome. The Roman coastal road along the Danube was secured in Roman times with larger or smaller military positions and military technical installations. It led along the right bank of the river and its gorges. The Romans finally left the border at the beginning of the 7th century, but the road was still maintained after their departure, all the way up until the 20th century with the formation of the Danube reservoirs, which flooded the road and any natural obstacles, which is why the Romans built it to begin with. The road existed and was in use for almost 2,000 years. Today, only the remains of the border fortifications of the Roman Empire and the pillars of the impressive Trajan's Bridge can be seen. 
Trajan's Bridge on the Danube was ceremoniously opened in the year 105 CE during the second campaign of Emperor Trajan against the Dacians. The bridge was 1,097 and a half meters long and for the next thousand years was considered the longest bridge ever built in the world. It was located near the present-day village of Kostol near Kladovo on the Serbian side of the Danube. It was most likely destroyed by order of Emperor Aurelian around 270 CE when the Romans had to leave the area. According to some sources, the bridge was demolished only 20 years after its construction under order of Emperor Hadrian. Evich Construction LTD is a specialized construction company for all types of construction and renovation works. Thanks to the many years of experience of our team of masters and the use of the highest quality materials, we're able to provide top quality services with affordable prices and strict compliance with deadlines. Call us at 416-769-1431 or visit our website www.evichconstruction.com. Gamzigrad is an archaeological site in eastern Serbia near Zaječar. In Roman times, the imperial palaces of Felix Romuliana were located there, which have been on the UNESCO World Heritage List since 2007. The palace was the residence of the Roman Emperor Galerius, Diocletian's son-in-law, and Diocletian himself built it as a replica of the famous Diocletian Palace in Split. The construction of the palace on this magnificent estate began around the year 295 but was never completed. In the 4th century, it was left to the Christian Church. In the 5th century, it was destroyed by barbarians during their attacks, and in the 6th century, Justinian, the emperor of the Eastern Roman Empire, rebuilt it and turned it into a border fortress. The former imperial residence was finally abandoned with the arrival of the Slavs at the end of the 6th century. The Felix Romuliana complex had 20 fortified towers, two pagan temples, three Christian churches, as well as floor mosaics of great artistic value, the restored parts of which can still be seen today. The search for the exact location of the city had lasted for about 150 years. In the summer of 1984, the research team of Dr. Sreovic found a stone block in the southwestern part of the palace on which Felix Romuliana was inscribed. Something happened that rarely happens. The name of the site was excavated on the site itself. In addition to visiting the remains of the Imperial Palace, tourists can enjoy the numerous cultural events that are held there along with the natural beauty of the Timok River Valley and the excellent gastronomic offerings of this region. There's also Gamzigradska Banya, a spa town with a special rehabilitation hospital. We will now hear from Saleh, our honorary Serb, who will tell us of a delightful discovery in Shumadia, the forested hills south of Belgrade. He reads from his own essay titled, All Serbian Roads Lead to Rome. When I first became fascinated by the history of this place, I could not but gaze across the landscapes of Shumadia and wonder at the thoughts and impressions, and the contexts that frame them, of past inhabitants. Monasteries and fortress ruins particularly stimulate this part of my curiosity. But, as I was at an early stage in my Serbian odyssey, I was unaware of how this sense of the past would connect back to myself as an inheritor of the European cultural wealth from our shared Greco-Roman heritage. On a visit to Serbia over a decade ago, I had learned of a less obvious monument on the outskirts of Belgrade. My invaluable reference guide, A Cultural Treasury of Serbia, is a Bible for a Serbophile like me. 
and it made mention of something worth seeing on a private farm in Brestovic. As our family was heading east to attend the Autumn Harvest Festival in Smedervo, I insisted on a pit stop in this sleepy village. The owner of the estate directed us to the far end of his apple orchard, up a gentle slope beside thickening trees, where we ascended stone stairs covered with forest overgrowth. These led to an entrance surrounded by low walls with some more steps down to a shallow enclosure. Two Roman arches sheltering alcoves to the left and right greeted us before an arched wall with a door to an inner chamber. The whole thing seemed like a hobbit home from Lord of the Rings, cut into the hill and framed with greenery. We stepped inside the doorway and discovered a spacious and tastefully decorated vault with some rubble where statues and sarcophagi used to be. As is my nature, I was overcome with the mystery of the person who had built all this back in the third century and what they must have felt towards those who were entombed here. What love! What a will to honor these sentiments in a lasting way. Scholars have unearthed enough evidence to suggest he was probably a high-ranking Roman soldier or an aristocrat, and the crypt housed the remains of his family. Both the layout and the art motifs revealed a faith in the old pagan gods of Rome. And then it dawned on me that whoever this man was, he lived here. He truly inhabited this place, and we can safely presume he loved it. He knew its forests, savored its crops, and watched its seasons come and go. He planned to live here until his dying day, a fact evident from the consecration of this part of it as a timeless tribute to his beloved family. I overlaid this realization in my mind and my heart onto my father-in-law, who similarly loves the orchard rolling down from his weekend house atop a scenic hill crest. Very much like every other person throughout history whose eyes awoke to this dawn light, scanned these same hills and valleys and, feeling the pride of claim and belonging, wished to be buried right where they had lived. Serbia was once Rome, and Rome was once home. Sirmium, Singidnum, Viminatium, Felix Romuliana, Justiniana Prima, Mediana. These places speak of Caesars and legions and the artifacts of an empire. But the tomb at Brestovic revealed the personal human connection of a specific Roman to Shumaria and the people who shared his home there. This added a layer of depth to my impression that Serbia is so much larger than the sum of its parts. Like Italy and Greece, its endowments belong to all those who have inherited the civilization that Rome delivered from the Greeks and, via Byzantium in the East and the Renaissance in the West, bequeathed to us all. It's a home we can and should be proud of. You are listening to the podcast of Canadian Serbian Sun magazine, all about Serbia, Serbs, and Serbian culture around the world. 
Stay tuned for our next episodes where Sun collaborators will continue to introduce you to the traditions and culture of the Serbian people. Until next time, thank you for listening and greetings from the editorial staff of Sun Magazine. The creation of this podcast was financially supported by the Government of Canada.